Okay, this is John Fisher of North Chelmsford, Massachusetts. I listen to the international radio port with Sheldon and David every Sunday morning at 10.30 on CKUT 90.3 FM in the fair city of Montreal. And good morning, everyone. Welcome to a special edition of the International Radio Report. My name's Sheldon. We are here to celebrate our 30th 30th anniversary here on CKUT, also marking the 30th anniversary of CKUT itself. We thank you for joining us. Uh, some of you we think out there have been with us since the beginning, believe it or not. There, uh, We'll see if we hear from some of those people. We might actually. Uh, yes, 30 years here on CKUT. We got started with this show uh, when CKUT got its FM license back in November of 1987. The first show I found out actually aired on the 12th. 12th of November. We could have actually celebrated this last week, but uh, the show started on a Thursday afternoon. We'll talk a little bit about the beginnings of it. But first off, I want to go around the table. We have a full studio here this morning. Uh, friends and, and family of the radio show over the years, some, some a new a guest hosts and uh, sometimes guests, some first-timer um, ex-host of the show i mean we're all here and ckut is represented as well we have janice hi janice good morning welcome back thank you very much we have a guest numerous times on the show alan roberts hi alan uh good morning everybody i don't come he in here all that often but uh, when we need you a memorable voice a memorable and, and i say yes yes the long wave king exactly Ooh, and the know. antenna man yeah he's not working on an antenna <laughs> that's right right now he's actually working on one right there <laughs> uh, next to alan is tamara the uh, uh, spoken word coordinator here at ckut welcome yeah good morning and uh, happy birthday and thanks so much uh, for having me be part of it it's an uh, it's, honor it's great to have you here thanks so much for coming in uh beside the uh, Tamara is uh, David, current co-host of the show. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. Um, first time guest on the show and long time listener. Um, some people will know Jill from um, his YouTube channel, the official shortwave listeners channel, official SWL channel is the exactly. name. And Jill uh, Letourneau is with us. Hello there, and a happy 30th anniversary, and I'm happy to be here. It's really cool. Great. Thanks for awesome. coming in. And uh, the young blood in the room is uh, Zach Reiner, a student here at McGill, uh, from originally from New Jersey, and sort of our, we're dubbing him our new apprentice on the show. It's <laughs> a fantastic name. Uh, it, it is. Thank you for having me, actually. Uh, it's really nice to be here on the correct date. On the correct, yes. <laughs> You'll remember that Zach came in last week when he wasn't supposed to, but uh, he just loves us so much that he showed up a week early. So he's practicing. He's practicing. A, a sign of how McGill students plan out their, their day and their week. You know, he's a, a whole week ahead of time showing yeah. up. But anyways, he did show up today. And it's it's commendable that a student from McGill is up at this time on a Sunday morning. Woohoo! That's, that's, you know, just remarkable in itself. Anyways, we thank you all for coming in today. And uh, as I said, today is a special show. We want to thank Clara Swan for donating half an hour of her time to us uh, today uh, for the show. Uh, we're going to extend it for, uh, for half an hour, uh, by half an hour today and uh, do something that a number of people over the years have asked us to do, and that's do an hour. And we keep saying, no, we're not going to do an hour. <laughs> half an hour is just, just enough for us. So sometimes you might like you to have a half, uh, an extra half hour, but most of the time, 
a half hour is just enough. Anyways, we, uh, we're going to reminisce a little bit. We're going to kick it around the table and talk about some, uh, some things going on in radio and what we've seen in the way of changes over the years of 30 years of radio. 30 years of campus community radio here at the station. Tamara, how long have you been here now? Well, uh, individually, I've been here since 2001. Okay. So, so uh, 16, 16 years. Almost so half. About half of your time, I'd say. Yeah, almost half. Yeah. <laughs> but I've been uh, doing the uh, spoken word coordination for six years, actually on November 13th. Okay. So my work anniversary almost coincides entirely uh, with yours, too. So, yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you were mentioning that it's amazing to see McGill students uh, here so early in the morning and it is amazing to have so much McGill enthusiasm yeah. as a campus community radio station we have them doing morning shows as early at 7am uh, on weekdays yep. and we also have them doing overnight show at weird uh, 2 to 4am slots as right. well yep. so uh, well that's it 30 years of volunteer yeah. radio uh, you know people of how many people have come through that studio door I mean it, it's, just, it's just amazing over the years and you know the, the turnover because of it being related, you know, tied into a campus, there's always a constant turnover of students, new people coming, others moving on. Um, I was just thinking today that uh, there have been people that have worked at this radio station over the years who are now very well known out there in media. There was just an appointment this week, Jed Kahane, who was our first boss. He had your job, actually, back when CKUT started, um, just got given the sort of the head job at CTV News in Montreal. And I know when he left here, he was working um, in Montreal for a little while. Then he went out to Winnipeg with CTV. And now he's back here in Montreal, and he's like the, the head honcho of CTV News in Montreal. So uh, that was one. There was a lady named Michelle Lalonde who went to work at Radio Netherlands uh, for a number of years. Uh, Susan Ellrington, the first station manager, she's out in BC. She was working with CJD in Montreal for a while. She went to uh, um, uh, CBC in Vancouver for a while. Um, and there's been others. Uh, there was a guy who was the head sales guy at Shom FM for a number of years. I, I'm forgetting his name, but he was here as well. So it's been a training ground for a lot of people coming through. And it's, an, it's a great opportunity to have a station like this. And uh, a station like this that allowed us 30 years ago to put a show like this on the air. Because commercial radio doesn't do this. You don't come on the radio and talk about other radio stations. Mm -hmm. It's just one of those taboo things that <laughs> you don't do. So, uh, you know, we have CKUT to thank for that. And, uh, you know, we've just seen so many changes over the years. But before we go any further, and I hate to do this, but I'm going to do it anyways. I have a recording of the very first international radio report show from Ooh. 30 years ago. Wow. And not that I want to do it, as I said, but I'm actually going to play a little clip of it. Uh, no one laugh now. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Uh, this goes back to November the 12th, 1987. It was a Thursday afternoon. We used to do the show on Thursday afternoons in the Student Union building over on McTavish Street, down in the bowels of the building. And uh, this was the beginning of our very first show. So uh, let me cue this up here and uh, we'll take a listen. And as I said, don't laugh. And is it going to start for me? Why is it not starting? Oh, my. See, this is live radio. It doesn't want to start. Tamara, help. She's going to try and get this going for us. There it goes. Everybody listen closely. 
Good afternoon, uh, listeners of CKUT 90.3 FM in Montreal. My name is Sheldon Harvey, and this is the International Radio, radio Report. Uh, we've been a long time in the making, but uh, we're finally here, as I'm sure the rest of the announcers on CKUT are this week. And uh, we'd like to welcome to this, uh, really, our inaugural broadcast of the International Radio Report. And uh, what we'd like to do is uh, tell you a little bit about what we plan to do on the weeks ahead in this broadcast. I'd like to formally introduce myself to you. My name is Sheldon Harvey, and I'm the president of the Canadian International DX Club. The uh, Canadian International DX Club is a shortwave radio listening club. Uh, actually, that's not true. We, we're more than a shortwave radio listeners club. Uh, we're just a radio listeners club in general. Uh, we're a club of about 340 members across Canada. Okay, well, we're sorry if the volume didn't come out the way it should have there, but uh, I, maybe it was better that we couldn't hear it. <laughs> Your voice hasn't changed a bit, Sheldon. Well, I think when I listened back to that uh, at home, it was it was a little squeakier and a little uh, younger, a little a lot younger. Yeah. What, what were you the international president of? Oh, still, still, it's Canadian International DX Club, our CIDX right. Club. Yeah, that, that's how nobody else wants to. Job. I'm still. <laughs> we, we used to hold elections, believe it or not, but we gave that up a long time ago. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yeah, there, that was it 30 years ago. I remember it so well of uh, Susan walking into the studio just as we were about to start the show because we were doing test broadcasts mm -hmm. at the beginning. And she walked into the studio just before I turned on the mic and said, By the way, we're live on the air today. And it was like, oh, I, th I think we may want to have been like the first show that went out on the airwaves, actually. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was kind of a shocking statement to throw at us just as it was about to go on the air. Anyway, so uh, there you have it a little. I do have the whole show, actually, on cassette. Cassettes are these funny little things with little tiny tape in them <laughs> for you younger people in the room who maybe haven't seen one before. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that was the beginnings. Um, I want to play one other bit, and hopefully the volume will be better on this one, too. Uh, we had a couple co-hosts at the beginning. One was a gentleman who only stayed for a show or two, and he found it wasn't really for him. A gentleman named Richard Casavant, who unfortunately I was not able to track down. I, well, I tried and I left messages for him and didn't hear back from him. Uh, we hope he's well out there. But the other is a dear departed friend uh, who's uh, no longer with us, uh, unfortunately. But uh, Bill Westenhaver was my co-host from, from day one. And um, I actually have a little clip from the second International Radio Report where we introduced Bill. So uh, let's see if this one works better than the first one did. Hopefully it will. So uh, let's take a listen. And uh, his spirit is somewhere in this room. I know it. Uh, so we'll listen to uh, a little bit of Bill on the uh, on the International Radio Report edition number two. Bill. Yeah, well, uh, I got started in 1966. Uh, it happened that a neighbor of ours had a uh, small portable radio that had a shortwave band on it, and uh, we started tuning around it one day. And I was amazed that you could hear all these different things. And in retrospect, I wasn't hearing much anything more exciting than the, uh, the Voice of America, maybe in Spanish. But uh, anyway, uh, my father had an old shortwave set around that he got fixed up when he saw I was interested. And uh, I got started with that and uh, basically never looked back. <laughs> Very wow. <laughs> it's kind of freaky hearing voices like that uh, of people who aren't with us anymore but like radio signals 
they go on forever. Radio signals never disappear. Out into the ether. So He's that, out there. That voice is out some, there. somewhere out there around where the Voyager is right now. You know, <laughs> like past the Milky Way. Past the Milky Way somewhere. So uh, we remember Bill today and on this 30th anniversary and uh, his uh, dedication to this program for so many years and uh, for helping me out as a, as a co-host for so long on the program here. Um, we're going to do a little bit of regular stuff here on the show. Uh, you are listening to the International Radio Report 30th Anniversary Edition, special one-hour edition today with all our guests in studio. You can email us, radioreport at yahoo.com. Uh, we know we have some people listening live streaming today at ckut.ca. If you want to go back, if you missed the show and you want to catch it later on the archives, we know a lot of people do that, ckut.ca. And uh, we have our Facebook group, 369 members right now. We welcome one new member this week, Daniel, to the group. Thank you for joining us. And as we always do, we like to tell you what's going on in radio. And we have something happening at CKUT that we want to tell you about uh, right now. So I'll pass it over to David to uh, get this announcement out. Yes, there's a job opening here at the station. Um, if, well, if you have a passion for music, radio, and working with volunteers, CKUT is looking for a full-time music coordinator. Duties include coordinating all aspects of CKUT's programming, developing relationships with the various music, music communities, liaising with the music industry, and being part of CKUT's collective management. If you're interested, you can send your CV and cover letter to hiring at ckut.ca. And the deadline for this is Monday, November 27th at 5 p.m. You can also drop it off at the station if you'd like, and that's at 3647 University Street. Uh, ideally, the candidate should be available to start on December 11th of this year. Uh, a full job description, qualifications required, etc., are available on the CKUT webpage at www.ckut.ca. So it's a great opportunity for somebody who loves music and that to, to get involved here at the station. All right. Very good. And Tamara, you said you're looking for other people out there for other things as well. Uh, you've got the, the AGM of the station yeah, is coming not up. So much, not so much the paid position. Uh, while we're on the topic, I just want to give a shout out to Johnny Sadler, who did the music coordination at CQT for the last five plus years. Uh, those would be some big shoes to fill, mm -hmm. but certainly email hiring at ckut.ca. You get to be on the programming committee with me. Uh, what can be better? <laughs> and yes, in terms of uh, in terms of our annual general meeting that's coming up on November 29th at the Student Union Building from 6 to 9 p.m., we need people um, to help us with the governance of this place. Because one thing that's amazing about CKUT and the last 30 years as well is that we have been managed in various ways. We had station managers, but currently we are collectively managed and we have been for the past 15 years. But this means that we need people to help us uh, run things on the level of the board of directors, like we're looking for treasurer. So if there are people uh, listening out there who have experience with Canadian not-for-profit financing, um, get in touch. My email is culture at ckut.ca. We also need uh, some of our current volunteers to help fill positions on the programming committee because instead of having a programming director we have a committee of volunteers making decisions about new programming reviewing shows etc as well as our collective management committee known as steering so currently instead of having a station manager we have a group of people composed of current staff and various volunteers so if somebody is a current volunteer at CQT has been a volunteer for the last three months 
uh, or so as well. Get in touch. I'll let you know what that entails, what it means, what the time commitments are and how to run. Uh, my email for that is culture at ckut.ca and you need to be either available in person from 6 to 9 on Wednesday the 29th or um, write a little uh, blurb about why you would like to be one of those committees and you can run an abstention. So that's really, really important. And also for the student members who are listening, uh, we need a quorum of 40 students okay. to legally hold the annual general meeting. And, you know, it's it's fun. There's elections. You can see me read a report. Um, it's, <laughs> it's good times all around. Sounds good. All right. Very good. Um, I put together some statistics. 30 years of radio. Our show is a half hour. That means that we have done give or take because we have we were preempted a couple times only over the whole 30 years, believe it or not, for some special programs, or whatever. It means that we've done roughly 1,550 shows. Wow. Which <laughs> amounts to, or, sorry, 1,560 shows, which amounts to 780 hours Ooh. of live radio programming. Wow. It's mind-boggling. It's absolutely mind-boggling. And I remember some horrible days coming in here through oh God, miserable yeah. weather. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, we've been here on Christmas Day some years, New Year's Day some years, uh, birthdays, holidays, you name it, uh, whatever. Uh, we've been, we, we made a commitment 30 years ago and we decided that my wife always tells me when you stick your nose into something you bury it you stay there you 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 are dedicated you you give everything to what you do and yeah i'm kind of like that to a fault and that's how we've been here for 30 years and now we did step away for a little while <laughs> yeah because it just got to us after a while and bill initially was the one that wanted to leave and and he told me i'll stick around while you stick around and then i was kind of humming and hawing and i thought you know, there's a hundred better things I could be doing on Sunday morning at this time, <laughs> particularly in the winter. <laughs> but we stuck through it. But then we decided, no, I think I think this is it. Enter Janice. <laughs> well, I'm, I, I've been a listener from International Report, member of CIDX, and I've been on um, the shortwave station uh, WBCQ doing the Jill at Swallow Kingdom show. And uh, Steve and I, my uh, my partner at the time, yep. and Sheldon and Bill were all, we're going to stop doing the National Report, we're going to go off the air, we're going to shut it down. We're like, no, 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 we'll take it over. I so, was shocked, to be so honest. So Steve and I, uh, I'd been a guest a couple of times yep. with Bill, uh, talking about pirate radio, and, and Steve was into uh, e-skip, and we were into all different aspects of the hobby. So uh, Steve and I stepped in. Now, the first thing we do is we change the theme yes. to this really cool edited, you know, theme that Steve had put together, which I love, which is a great, great piece of editing and audio editing. He was really good at that. And uh, we did the show from 2004. And the last time was the last time I saw Bill, Bill Westenhaver. Wow. And we came in here and we I had, had my board op training and he was just making sure I was comfortable with the board. And we went for lunch yep. and he passed on the torch and you weren't even here. You were off wherever. You were like, you were done. You were yeah. off doing your burden thing, needed a break. And yeah. uh, we were there from 2004 to like 2009, 2010. And then went to Sudan. And then, uh, so we had a lot of fun with the show. And there were some people who hated the new theme. Oh, some yeah. people loved it. Some there people left, didn't want to listen anymore because you and Bill were gone. And then we had new listeners that came in. Um, 
So, you know, we, we kind of babysat the show for a few years, and then for various reasons, Steve and I couldn't do it anymore. And then Sheldon started to come back and fill in from time to time, and filled in with Steve when I was in Sudan. And then, and then Sheldon and I did the show for a couple of years. And then at the end of 2012, I was heading off on a UN mission. I was going to the Congo, and then I was supposed to go to uh, south, um, back to Haiti. And uh, Dave stepped in and took my place over, and I just I got back from Haiti 2004, and I haven't come back. <laughs> I was like, I can't face get up Sunday mornings again either. Yeah, we were kind of wondering, where's Janice? She must be back by now, but she's yeah. not She's yeah. not letting us know, and she's not coming back for some reason. But we had from, from 2004 to 2010, well, it was, you know, it was the show that Steve and I did together, and we right. would look up all kinds of, of interesting stuff, and we got all excited about uh, about e-skip openings, yeah. and, and uh, he was into FMDXing and uh, medium wave DXing and pirate radio and different aspects of the hobby that you guys were into. We were a little less formal, a little more. Yeah, we, and- I, I remember at the beginning uh, when you guys took over, I, I got all kinds of calls and oh, yeah. letters from what people saying, heck? you know, who are these people and why aren't you on the show anymore? Yeah, it's yeah. horrible and we're not listening. And but yeah. you, you know, persistence pays And then off. We, we had all those new people saying, oh, it's really cool, exactly. you know, with different voices, it's neat, like a new theme. So we had new listeners, old listeners who left, new listeners who came, but, you know, whatever. Well, it, it was either that or you guys were going off the air. Yeah. You well, were going to shut it down. You were abandoning the whole thing. So we kind of kept it afloat for a while. And now you're back. Well, that's what I told people <laughs> at that time is I said to them, look, you know, don't complain to me. It's not my show anymore. It's their show, and yeah. they're going to do their thing, you know. Yeah. And and if you don't like it, it's, that's what we tell people. You got to dial on the radio. You got a button. Change the station if you don't want to listen. Nobody's putting a gun to your head. So, and as a matter of fact, the time you guys were doing the show, I wasn't even. Yeah, you listening. weren't even listening. <laughs> I, I was just like I was gone. Like for yeah, you, you were doing know. your I, thing. I was listening. Well, you, you had some. <laughs> well, you had some health issues too, so it was actually fortuitous. Yeah. So yeah. you know, it's a yeah. good thing you could have had one of those health issues driving t- into here. Like yeah. well, like Len Dobbin. I remember seeing Len, yep. who came in before our show, did the show after ours. Dr- uh, Dobbin's Den. Dobbin's Den Jazz was on for many years, and when Len fell sick, I remember watching him on the monitor, put his hand on the wall, and he almost dropped, and yeah. we got an ambulance, and then trying to find a, a jazz song. Jazz, <laughs> Billy Holiday, grab a jazz CD, throw it on. And the ambulance is taking Len away, and we didn't know what to do. So Steve's there by himself watching all this on the monitor, and he ended up in the hospital for a while. And the funny thing, which I always tell people, it's like the last time I saw Len Dobbin here was in the middle of the jazz fest, the week that he passed away. And he was so tired, he's going to all the shows. Right. And what do I say to him? I said, oh, don't worry, Len. I said, you'll sleep when you're dead. <laughs> And he actually and he actually died for his <laughs> right on the on the chair at upstairs. So yeah, at upstairs. But, but Len, Len would find that funny. I know that's pretty dark humor, but it Len is. would have laughed, laughed his butt off. He, yeah. he loved that stuff. Oh, we used to laugh and talk about all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, and we had a lot of fun. I remember we were talking about the the fire Drake, the the Chinese jamming, Chinese jamming of different uh, frequencies on shortwave, and me yeah. getting like threats from somewhere in China, anonymous threats in the email, and uh, well, you know, this is just it. We never know who listening out there yeah and, and now you know with internet and everything like when we did this show at the beginning i was remember i did the morning show with you guys a, f- a couple weeks back and yeah during and, our funding drive and like 
mm-hmm. there was only one or two people at the table who were born when this show started and mm-hmm. we were telling them about you know how we prepared this show bef- that there actually was a time before internet and before email and uh, you know we would fax things to people and we would you know, oh yeah faxes. people would write letters to us and yeah. things like that and we get a stamp on it yeah exactly so yeah there there was a time when we had to go and put this together in a whole different manner you know and if, if you google international radio report you'll see uh, fagstein's blog yep and there's a picture of us in november 18th 2012 right i'm manning the board there you are sheldon there's howard there's alan there's jim hay and may he rest in peace yes. for an aikida yes and there's somebody else's legs there i can't that's identify me. oh, that was, oh that's you <laughs> that's dave you were there me. too yeah. in 2012 I'm, I'm behind the oh in november 2012 so yes. that was the 25th anniversary anyway it was uh, our pleasure to uh to man the board well, see, while you, you're away. You never really leave, though. No, back, no, I, I come back from time to time and fill in, sometimes with Dave and sometimes yeah. on my own, and it's my pleasure to come back on occasion to help out. But I'm glad we kept it afloat. I'm glad yep. we didn't lose the, the time. We didn't lose the spot. We didn't lose the show. So it was well, all meant to be. There's a bunch of names I want to mention before we, you know, the time will go so quickly today. But uh, I start putting together a list of people that have been on this show over the years that we've been here. And for anybody that's been in the world of radio was going to recognize most of these names. Uh, we had some some real quote-unquote broadcasters in the studio from time to time. We had uh, Wojtek Viazda from RCI, who wishes he could be here today, but he left yesterday to go to Toronto for another event. Uh, we had Maggie Ackerblom, former host of the German section at RCI. Uh, David Smith, who worked at Radio Canada International, but went on to become a broadcaster for the United Nations, going around to different UN missions in predominantly in Africa. He's from Montreal and he came back to Montreal for a little bit of a break and we got him in studio and he was telling us about setting up these UN radio stations in places like the Central African Republic and South Africa and I think it was Zaire somewhere at the... He was in some really scary places uh, setting up radio stations and uh, we had a great half hour show with him. We had uh, one of the producer program producers from Radio Prague, uh, Jan Valeshka was with us. We had a live phone interview uh, with Glenn Hauser. Some Montreal radio personalities that we've had on. Mitch Melnick, who's now with TSN Radio in Montreal. Uh, He is not a morning person, and we got him in here at 10.30 in the morning on a Sunday, and it was like he was a complete basket case. He was like... He he disappeared on us like 10 minutes before the show started. We didn't know where he was. He had run out to find coffee somewhere Mm -hmm. because he could not do the show if he didn't have a coffee fix. Wow. So like a minute before we went on the air, we were like in a panic. Where's where's, uh, Mitch? And he comes, sat down at the mic, and it was like pro kicked in. Just Mm -hmm. everything calm and professional, and it was really kind of neat. CJD announcer Royal Orr, who was involved in politics in Montreal. Len Dobbin, we had as as a neighbor on the station, but we also had him in as a guest from time to time. Uh, you mentioned Steve uh, Faggy from the Fagstein blog, and he does uh, articles at Montreal Gazette. A whole bunch of CIDX club members, shortwave listeners, DXers, ham operators, John Fisher, Eric Cottrell, Mickey Delmage, who sent us a note, by the way, congratulations on a fantastic run of 30 years. Thanks, Mickey. Um, we've had uh, Nigel Pimblett, Mike Brooker, Ed Janis, Don Thornton, Jim Hay, the late Vern Aikida, uh, Gilles Michaud, Scott Feibush, Keith Perron, Howard Gontovnik, Robert Sapienza, and more who I'm sure I've forgotten over the years. But they, you know, all these people dropped what they were doing on Sunday mornings to pop in with us and, and do shows on talking about things that 
you know, I've talked to people that listen to this show and they say three quarters of the stuff you guys talk about, we have no clue what this is all about. <laughs> we, we just, we like what you do. We like to listen to all this stuff. You some inside stuff on radio. Uh, the show evolved over the years too. At the beginning, it was predominantly international broadcasting, only shortwave stuff and nobody. Susan Elrington, the station manager, when I brought her the proposal for the show, I said, we want to come in and talk about shortwave radio. And she read through the proposal and she looked me straight in the face and she said, I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about, but go ahead anyways. <laughs> and that's how the show started. So it was like, you know, just go to it. And it's been going ever since. Uh, so, yeah, so many of those people. And, uh, you know, we run into people who say, you know, we, we listen. We're not really into the shortwave stuff, but we like the local stuff that, you, you know, talking about what's going on in radio in Montreal. And that's how the show kind of evolved over the years that we sort of branched out from just shortwave into Radio of all kinds. And, you know, we've seen so many changes in radio over 30 years. Uh, you know, how many people did said they would never pay for radio? Huh. Uh, ask Sirius XM how many people are paying for radio these days. It's a humongous number of people. Uh, podcasts, internet, live streaming, all these developments that we never would have dreamed of, you know, 30 years ago. So, uh, yeah, all those, all those things that have happened. Um, I'm going to play one clip. One thing we did on the show over the years was try to give people samples of why we listen to international radio and how radio was so vital to people around the world. So I've got a couple of clips. We'll get them in in the last half hour here. The first one, June the 3rd, 1989. Something happened that day. Anybody in the room remember? June 3rd, 1989. Tiananmen Square. Oh, yeah. Well, that night, I happened to be listening to Radio Beijing, and an English announcer on the station took his life into his hands and went on the air uh, because China Radio was not talking about what was going on. But this guy took the opportunity of the chaos going on in Beijing and went on the air with this really historic broadcast. So just let me get this up, and I think you'll... Uh, I, I get the chills when I listen to this uh, to this piece of radio. I recorded this and it got played literally on like hundreds of radio stations because nobody had heard it. I just, for some strange reason, was tuned to the station that night on shortwave. So uh, take a listen to this very courageous broadcaster from uh, Radio Beijing. Radio Beijing. Please remember June the 3rd, 1989, the most tragic event happened in the Chinese capital, Beijing. Thousands of people, most of them innocent civilians, were killed by fully armed soldiers when they forced their way into the city. Among the killed are our colleagues at Radio Beijing. The soldiers were riding on armored vehicles and used machine guns against thousands of local residents and students who tried to block their way. When the army convoys made the breakthrough, soldiers continued to spray their bullets indiscriminately at crowds in the street. This is Radio Beijing. A very historic piece of broadcasting on shortwave. Uh, that was a gentleman by the name of Lee Don, who was an English announcer at Radio Beijing. He was never heard from again after that broadcast. That was the Eastern North America broadcast from Radio Beijing. Three hours later was their Western North American broadcast. I put that broadcast on to see what was happening. 
Chinese government and troops had moved into the radio station and they played a newscast that was about a week old and no mentions for the next several weeks on Radio Beijing of what was happening in China. So that was a one-time broadcast of just fortunate to be in the right place at the right time. Whatever happened to Li Dan after that, we don't really know, but uh, he uh, never did resurface again. So some pretty dramatic stuff. All right. One thing we have to do at the radio show every week, and, and this was kind of funny. They told us this right from the beginning. They said, we have to do a weather report every show. <laughs> we thought, why did we have to do a weather report? But Bill took it upon himself and said, well, I don't oh, really yeah. want to do this. But they didn't tell us what weather report we had to do. <laughs> so we used to do, Bill used to dig out every week either the long-term forecast for New Zealand yeah, or the weather forecast from Dubai. And that always included like 45 degree temperatures and sandstorms and, and all kinds of weird and wonderful weather. And people took a real liking to these international weather forecasts. So we've always kept doing weather and we'll give you the weather today and uh, we'll pass that over to David. Yes, Montreal area weather for today, Sunday, November 19th. It's currently a mix of uh, rain and wet snow. Uh, temperatures at zero degrees Celsius or 32 Fahrenheit. Uh, the humidity is at 96% and the wind is west at 18 kilometers per hour or 11 miles per hour. And for today, the rain will be changing to snow this morning, ending late this afternoon, then cloudy. The snowfall amounts between two to four centimeters. Uh, wind will be coming uh, northwest at 20 kilometers, gusting to 40, then west 40, gusting to 60 near noon. Uh, temperature will be falling to zero in the afternoon. Tonight, it'll be mainly cloudy. Uh, wind west at 30 kilometers, gusting to 50. A low of minus six, uh, Monday a mix of sun and cloud, wind west at 20 kilometers per hour gusting to 40, a high of minus four, uh, Monday night uh, increasing cloudiness with a low of minus six, and today for today's weather extremes, the hottest is Marble Bar, Australia at plus 41.4 Celsius, which uh, translates to 106.5 Fahrenheit, and the coldest is Summit, Greenland at a minus 51 Celsius or minus 59.8. Fahrenheit. And as far as uh, solar conditions go, uh, today a hole in the sun's atmosphere is facing Earth and a merging stream of solar wind could reach our planet as early as today uh, with G1 class geomagnetic storms possible uh, tomorrow, Monday, November 20th, when the Earth moves deeper into this gaseous material. Uh, there are currently two sunspot regions visible. Uh, these small sunspots pose no threat for strong solar flares current sunspot numbers are at 14 up from zero last week and the current planetary k index is at one or quiet hi i'm eric cottrell of lynn massachusetts i get my weekly radio news from sheldon and david on the international radio report on ckut 90.3 fm in beautiful montreal and uh, maybe I'll just add why we do the space weather now, yep. because we didn't do it before. And because uh, solar conditions play such a role in propagation for those who listen to shortwave and that, uh, we decided, well, why don't we just say what the uh, solar conditions are and yep. it'll give, give people who, who like to sit around the radio at night and listen to uh, shortwave an idea of what they might be able to expect depend on the solar conditions. Another thing that probably some of our listeners don't have a clue what we're talking about. But <laughs> I always tell people we can't go to the sun. We can only go at night. 
<laughs> it's much too hot. Yeah, you, you don't want that heat to burn the wax off our wings. Then. Exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, let's. We're time's going quickly. Let's get to a couple of our other guests here. Alan, you have uh, you are our senior member of the crew here today on on the show. Uh, you have grown up with radio, not just from Canada, but you were a radio listener from a young child. I remember you telling me about. Yes, I used to listen to the BBC as a kid, and. Uh, much of that has stuck with me, actually. <laughs> I, I guess it has. You, you, well, you're a, a big shortwave uh, guy. You, uh, we met through shortwave radio. You know, that's the interesting thing. All of us know each other through radio, so there's a, you know, there's a common thread here. Uh, but we've had you in because uh, you, you do some unique listening. Not as much as you used to, though, because conditions have changed and things have changed that stop you from being able to hear some of the things that you used to hear. Yes, I used to enjoy listening to longwave propagation com coming across the ocean from, from Europe and, and North Africa. And uh, it's just fallen out of fashion. They don't transmit on the long wave anymore. Yeah, one of the things we've seen change uh, mm -hmm. fairly recently too, though. Yeah, it's, it's kind of sad that those things have disappeared. Now, you go back to the days of building your own radios too. Yes, I've still I've still got uh, examples of, of my own metalwork with uh, <laughs> with radio components soldered together inside the box. Yeah, yeah. Alan's very meticulous at building things too. He takes his time and he's very thorough. And uh, we've learned uh, learned some interesting things from Alan over the years. And if you've heard him on the show talk about some of his unique monitoring activities over the years. It's been uh, nice of you to share those experiences with us here on the program. It's a long time since I built any radio equipment, but my old equipment is still there, and uh, maybe maybe one or two of the pieces will end up in a museum one day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who knows? Amazing. That's real radio. It, it is. Winding your own coils. and Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to go from one extreme to the other extreme and come to the youngest member of our group here, and that's Zach. And Zach is fairly new to us. We, we ran into Zach about a year or so ago, and uh, I was taking a bird watching course that I teach, actually. And then we got into talk about other things, and radio came up, and we found out that, you know, young people don't listen to the radio anymore. Well, not so true. And we found Zach as a radio fan, and uh, we've had you in as a guest. With, your girlfriend was in uh, last year with right, us. Right, yeah. And she's yeah. she'd done some radio at Boston uh, Boston University, was it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was doing some uh, bit of her own broadcasting with friends, uh, uh, just with music though. Not yeah, necessarily, uh, yeah, talk radio or anything. So you're still a radio fan, though. You're one of those young people that still listens to the radio. Yeah, yeah. I still have uh, something to listen to the radio with uh, at home, which is fun. But for some strange reason, I've been really trying to play play with it, and I can't get to the ninety point three. It's just for <laughs> you're I kidding. No, no idea. I can get every other. <laughs> station but 90.3 uh -oh. i'll have to look it's, at it yeah yeah, yeah. We have some <laughs> the mysteries of radio yeah, yeah. well I, do you do you think there is a future for conventional radio i i sure hope so i mean i i, th I think it is an invaluable piece uh within this kind of culture mm -hmm. of media that doesn't really have any other like comparison really mm -hmm. i mean there's there's in internet radio but uh it's not quite the same it's it's very much um its own kind of separation we hear so many people say that i'm i'm one of those people i don't listen to much radio that doesn't come out of a radio uh you know you can listen to anything anywhere around the world you know pretty much live streaming from every corner of the planet 
but there's something different about that wireless box, you know, that that with an antenna on it that, you know, just voices out of the dark that that fascinates so many of us. So it's it's really encouraging to see, you know, people your age that are still positive about radio because it's just we talk about it on the show all the time the doom and gloom that's that everybody's projecting out there about you know all it's it's got a short lifespan it's not going to be here well we send radio signals out today the same way marconi did Hmm. you know with all the technological changes we've seen over decades and decades and decades radio still works exactly the same way right you know and i think that's you know uh, it, it deserves respect for that. So many of our wireless gadgets that we use today are nothing but glorified radios. Without radio waves and radio signals, those things don't work. You kids out there, wireless doesn't mean how your modem talks to your computer or your phone. It's it's going through a radio wave. It is a radio transmission, and so is so many other things around us. So it's an important technology that's out there, and we really you know need to to sort of bow down to it and thank it for being there and and thank the pioneers who who made it work at the beginning right you know. perhaps in the same realm as vinyl records um there i think there's always going to be a group of people that enjoy the kind of tangible uh you know scrolling of a uh, radio and yep. whatnot you know just kind of having a really solid grasp on what's going on instead of just clicking uh, pause start fast yep. forward skip you know yeah it's very very different yeah Great. And it's always a surprise. I mean, I literally, I have right. an FM, I bought my, my cell phone based on the fact that it had an FM radio on it. Wow. Yeah. And I'm literally, I'm on an airplane and I'm tuning around and I'm getting FM signals from like Iceland coming <laughs> into the plane and up in the air, I'm listening to all kinds of weird stuff and it doesn't interfere with the system because it's not internet. It's That's not, right. it's just the radio. Yeah. So it's, you never know which, it's always going to be a surprise. I want to play one other clip here because it, it, it I think this really gives a feel for what radio is used for, and particularly in crisis situations. Uh, Back at the beginning of the Gulf War, when Iraq invaded Kuwait, I was listening to a lot of the BBC reports and whatever, and I picked up this recording of, it's a message from the British Foreign Commonwealth Office. And what they were doing was using shortwave to reach people, Brits, who were in the Middle East. And they figured, how do we reach these people and get the message out to all of as many people as we can in as short a period of time? And this timely announcement was put out over worldwide on the BBC World Service. So I think you'll enjoy this. And this gives you a real t- flavor of you know, what, how important radio is to get messages out to people. So uh, take a listen to this one. This one is one of my favorites, I think. So uh, let's get this queued up and take a listen. Now, here is a message for, from the Foreign and Commonwealth Office for British nationals in Kuwait. The Iraqi authorities have advised that in order to better protect the British community, they want all British citizens located in one place in Kuwait. They have said that British citizens must move to the Regency Palace Hotel today, the 16th of August. The Iraqis have stated that if the British community do not move voluntarily, they will face unspecified difficulties. The embassy takes this to mean that the Iraqis will take measures to ensure that British citizens are moved to one location. If you choose to move to the Regency Palace Hotel, please take all food from your residence with you to give to the hotel management to help their food stocks. We suggest that you take no more than one suitcase per person with you to the hotel. That was a message from the Foreign and Commonwealth Office. 
How important is that? Right. You know, to hear a message like that coming over the radio to you. Uh, yeah. Um, these these recordings give me chills when I listen to them. It's like, you know, right. real life is happening here. And, mm. and you know, um, I was listening the night that the BBC broke the story that Kuwaiti, uh, that the Iraqi troops were lining up on the Kuwait border. And, you know, the BBC at the time had, you know, had a reporter five minutes from everywhere on the planet. There was, you know, always somebody right there. And they were putting out these, you know, blow by blow reports of what was coming in. And, and I remember calling a local radio station, uh, CJD, I shouldn't mention their name because of what they did. I called them and said, this is happening like now you should be reporting this and get it on the air this something big is going on bbc doesn't interrupt their programming for fluff this is big stuff and the person in the newsroom who took the call said well we don't see anything about this on our news wires right now so i don't know if we can put this on the air i said if you don't put this on the air like right now like you you could be the first station in north america probably getting this information on the radio and they did nothing with it for like five hours. Uh, the next morning, Gord Sinclair, who was the, the uh, news director at the station, ripped a strip off of everybody at that radio station because he had left orders with them that if this guy from Greenfield Park calls who listens to shortwave radio, you put his stuff on the radio like right away because it's good stuff. Well, they didn't do it. And they missed uh, you know a breakthrough news story of a major world event because they didn't understand what it was and they just didn't see it on their conventional news services. Mm. So it was it was really kind of strange, but uh, that recording, uh, you know, just an example of what radio was used for to get messages out to people. And it continues to be used for that purpose today. Before we run out of time, I want to get to Jill, who was sitting over here patiently. Uh, <laughs> Jill, some of you will know, uh, you'll know his voice. You might know his picture from his YouTube channel, the official SWL channel. And uh, you have been, you're, you are the new evangelist for shortwave radio. Yes. And in fact, yesterday we were talking about maybe creating a shortwave church of some kind. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned the pews would have radios, radios. installed in them. Yes, yes absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, instead of a Bible in each hotel room, there would be a shortwave radio. And a world radio TV handbook. Yes, yes. absolutely. <laughs> so what, why did you start this and what is it for people that don't know uh, okay. of what um, you're doing? It, it started with YouTube. That was, oh, that's kind of an interesting idea, doing videos. And I was looking at what kind of videos. And the first thing that comes to mind is my number one hobby, which is radio listening and shortwave radio listening. So I started posting videos. And as time went by, I posted, you know, I bought radios, did reviews. Started getting people watching. It was like, well, some people I, are interested. I, I should interject. You bought lots of radios. Yes, I did buy <laughs> lots of radios. Well, we never have enough. <laughs> And uh, at some point, uh, somebody said, hey, why don't you do a live stream? I'm like, hmm, that's an idea. So I remember <laughs> my first live stream that was, you know, your first show. And uh, somebody posted the link the other day of my first live stream. I'm like, oh, my God, it sounded like that. Really? And um, basically, with time, it grew into something that is uh, even today really, really surprises me as how many people are watching the stream and you know typically if i i do a live show in the first 24 hours i get a thousand views you know that that's always the, what i do and uh, it's a big 
I, I like to call it a big party of radio. It's like radio is a solitary hobby for a lot of people. You're at home. Usually people around you don't care about what you're doing because they don't want to listen to the static. The noise, yes. It's like, you know, and it's the, the first thing that everybody says is, oh, you're listening to that noise. It's like, no, no, this, 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 this is a station from, you know, far away. And, um, well, it brings together tons of people using new technology, which is YouTube and YouTube live shows. But talking of older technology that I still think is really alive, I think radio has still a lot to give us. Mm -hmm. And I think radio is going to be here in 100 years. It's, uh, you know, I mean, there's something about it that, that just can't be replaced. And the Internet is not going to replace radio because the Internet has one major flaw. In a major world event, every government has the on-off switch for the Internet. Well, your, your, your programs are not going to be seen in China, that's for sure. No, absolutely not. Yeah. You know? And <laughs> yeah. um, I think the radio is the cool thing about that. It has no borders and shortwave radio in mm -hmm. particular. And you know, there, there were all sorts of things like jamming, you know, the, the Soviets in the 80s. That was, that was something. And, you know, China today with their fire drake and, yep. uh, and putting the China National Radio 1 on the air over every other station that they don't like. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I actually like the fire drake, though. The, the, the music is kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, and you were talking earlier about, you know, major world events. And one tape that I've got, and I've got to find that tape. I have a tape at home, a cassette, <laughs> um, that has Radio Moscow's first broadcast saying that there was an accident at the Chernobyl oh, nuclear wow. plant. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, historic stuff like that is great to listen yep. to. If you can Absolutely. find that, definitely uh, we want we want to get a copy. Oh, I, I have to find a box. I've got yeah. a lot of recordings in a box somewhere, so yeah. got to find that. Uh, before we run out of time, tell people where they can find you, when they can find you on YouTube. On YouTube, it's youtube.com slash official SWL channel. It's SWL for shortwave listener. Um, and uh, I get a lot of people that say, how dare you say you're official? Who, who are you to say you're official out there? It's like, well, it's a word like anything else. So, uh, and I got into trouble with that word in other channels that I have. Right. But uh, that's where um, you can see live shows every Fridays, uh, 2000 hours UTC. And I'm, there's probably some Montreal people now saying, well, what, what's that? 2000 yes. hours UTC, <laughs> which is for uh, Eastern North America or Montreal time, uh, 3 p.m. in the wintertime. Um, and every Fridays, uh, I have a show on that channel, which is a live show. Uh, you can also um, go on Twitter. On Twitter, I'm at Shortwave Radios. Um, and um, basically, we just have a lot of fun talking about radio and uh, interaction with everybody, uh, listening live on the air to different stations we can get with our receivers. And people can go back on that channel and look at previous broadcasts. Every show is archived on the YouTube channel, which has something like, I think the, yesterday I saw it was like 3,000 videos now. Wow. Which Great. is amazing. Well, you know, I want to I read. We normally have stories on the show. Of, I want to read one in particular. It's a very short one, but I think it, it's a good way to kind of sum things up because we talked about, you know, this this doom and gloom for radio that so many people are trying to project. And we get stories like this that sort of turn it all around. And, and you know, some of the stuff that Zach was saying made me think of this story in particular. It comes from Cape Town, South Africa. And the headline is Children's Hospital 
launches first children's radio station in Africa. When a child is feeling ill, the last thing they may feel like doing is talking. But for some children, a microphone could just do the trick. The Red Cross Children's Hospital in Cape Town has given children their very own radio station. It's called RX Radio, and it is the first children's radio station in Africa involving child patients as producers, reporters, and presenters. Oh, that is cool. That is great to hear stuff nice. like that. Nice, eh? So, yeah, we keep doing what we're doing here, um, and people keep doing unique things on radio around the world. We continue to report on them. Uh, there are people doing unique things on radio here at CKUT and at so many other different radio stations out there around the world. Don't just leave your radio locked on one radio station all the time. There's knobs to turn. There's buttons to push. There's computers to scan. There's, there's all kinds of things for you to listen to out there. There are not many shows like this, and I want to thank one person in particular who influenced me to, to, to put a show like this on the air, and that's Glenn Hauser, who's been doing a show for much longer than we've been doing this show. Uh, and he's a one-man show, and he just puts out incredible amounts of information for the last 40-some-odd years, uh, predominantly for shortwave listeners. But when I heard that show, I thought, hey, you know, we could maybe do something like that. And that's how the International Radio Report was born. Um, so we thank all of those people who have influenced this show over the year, who have submitted information to us. Uh, we now know that there's at least 369 of you out there in our Facebook group who are listening. <laughs> we hope they're listening. <laughs> we hope they're listening. They, they took the time to join the Facebook group. So hopefully they, you know, they're doing something on Sunday mornings that's bringing them to us. So. Uh, we appreciate that. And, you know, you can go and listen to the archives as well at the at the CKUT website, which I know some of our people in far off places are doing. I know one guy sent me a note this morning. He was he was going to or last night. He was going to be up at 530 out somewhere on the West Coast this morning or getting ready to listen to their show live, you know, getting everything set. Make sure you can find the web stream and what have you. Uh, we've had listeners in Australia, in Japan. We've had pirate radio broadcasters relay our program illegally over the shortwave bands uh, you know uh, the show was aired in Australia on a private uh, commercial radio station for a little while which unfortunately I think is folded but um, it's all radio it all gets out there and it all gets out to so many pairs of ears out there in the world I always tell people that we have but one mouth but we have two ears so that must mean that listening is twice as important as talking. Amen. <laughs> right? Well Amen. I think, every, I think everybody agrees with that. So we, we thank you for 30 years of listening to us, uh, for you that have been with us since the beginning, and others who have come along the way. Uh, some have come and gone. Some new ones that we've had just in, you know, this Facebook page. More than half of these 369 people, I have no clue who they are. And thank you, Sheldon. <laughs> Someone has to thank you for yeah. your commitment to CKUT, the International Radio Report, for radio, CIDX, all the things you do in radio. Thank you. And uh, your contribution is uh, no less than Glenn Houses or anybody else in the shortwave <laughs> community. And may you be around another 30 years. And you know what? Let's give you a round of applause. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Sheldon Harvey. 
as we always say, we have a face for what? <laughs> Thank goodness there's no video in here, but, but there will be some pictures posted up later. Um, I, I'd also like to add something. I'd like to thank yes. this station yes. for giving uh, the platform that we can bring this show to all the listeners out there. Yep. And without a station like CKUT, a show like this wouldn't be possible. Mm-hmm. So again, I, I thank Tamara and, and the people here who run the station and uh, the people who've been here before running the station for giving the show uh, a spot on the air. And, uh, so, so Tamara, when do we get our raise? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, while uh, while you put me on the spot, yeah. I'm gonna mention that right now because it's our 30th anniversary. We would love to have uh, some of your old recordings. Okay. Uh, and everybody in this room, if you have any old recordings that people have been mentioning throughout the show that are interesting, we're putting together a special 30th anniversary time capsule. Great. And we're going to be producing a series of podcasts based on that from, you know, the various areas of CQT, but also various areas of the radio and what's been happening for the last 30 years. So if you have a way of getting those to me, um, that would be amazing. And also if you have an idea of a historical podcast slash zine that, you know, you think would be a good idea to produce and the topic can range, um, sort of from anything of what it's like to be involved in the radio for the last 30 years to, you know, all, all of the things we've been talking about today, like the way people are listening and is that changing right. to anything you want, really. Just send me an email and we can take it from there. Sounds My email great. again is culture at cqt.ca. And the message is really for everybody in the room, uh, for all of our programmers out there who are listening, who might have been doing their own shows for a number of years here. Yep. To our listeners, to you know, any any new volunteer who turned who turned it on for the first time. Great, mm-hmm. thank you to Clara Swan for donating half an hour to us this morning. Thirty minutes for thirty years. Thirty thirty minutes, <laughs> 30 minutes <laughs> for thirty years, for 30 years. <laughs> and it's kind of ironic our show's thirty minutes long too. You know, if, if we would have made it an hour, we would have had to be here for sixty years mm-hmm. to match it up. So let's <laughs> let's not even go there. <laughs> You can do it. You can do it. Yes. Thank you, everybody, Zach and yep. Jill and Thank David you. and Tamara and Alan and Janice for coming in today. And uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, let us know uh, that you're out there. We appreciate it. Uh, Facebook group is International Radio Report. And we'll put some links up to Jill's uh, channel and some of the other things we talked about. Maybe some of these uh, recordings as well. We're over time. Look at that. We're always on time. Today, we're over time. Anyways, we will turn things over to Clara Swan next on CKUT. And uh, we thank you for listening today and for the 30 years if you've been around that long or however many years you've been with us you've been listening to the international radio report on ckut 90.3 fm in montreal and janice until next week let your radios turn you on bye-bye bye-bye everyone Thank you.